I'm Stephanie Hansen. Hey, Dishers. I'm Stephanie March. And I'm shouting because it's shouting. a very exciting day here at is the it, Weekly Dish. Is it exciting or is it just relaxed? No, I feel like it's exciting. Do it's you? snowy. Yeah, it is snowy. It is. Which is exciting. Here's the weather report. It's also rainy. <laughs> we do do the weather report. I do. Which re- is better yeah. than our other report I that know. we used to do. I know. Which shall be not named. No. The, uh, the, uh, it is a little bit dicey out there, you guys. If you are planning to drive a little bit, I think that the side roads by my house were horrible, but then the highway was pretty okay. But it is going to get really, it's going to start freezing pretty soon. So yeah. the rain is going to turn. Uh, I Just live in St. Paul, which really we, doesn't yeah. believe in shoveling. I kind of can't wait for the St. Paul <laughs> road rant that we're going to nope, have this winter. I'm being very conscientious to manage my St. Paulness. Are you? Yep. Okay. And the roads were slow and go, but I mean, nothing's impassable. Right. And it's, you know, once you get onto the highway, it's fine. Uh, but it was really pretty to wake up to. Yeah. I liked it. It was gorgeous. And also pretty. Um, Yesterday, just kind of, we're starting though early stuff. Do you what know do you what mean? this is going to mean? What? I swear, like the third week of January or potentially like February, we are going to be like so over it. And we're still going to have March. Yeah. It's, it's snowy. Are you talking about snow? Yeah. I don't mind snow. Honestly, I, I don't mind it. I'd rather, if we're going to be cold at all, I'd rather have snow. Than but, just the gray. Yeah, the gray is what kind of brings me into a sad space with a, with a weighted blanket. That's what I need for that. But this is a little bit, I don't know. I just, there's something about the, even just, I know it's a pain in the butt and I know that it's slushy and that your shoes pay the price, but... I'm still laughing about your um, weighted blanket comment. That is a sure sign of like depression, depression. and anxiety. I have a weighted blanket yes, and I'm need in their the weighted dark. blankets. I understand that. It's basically buying a hug. That's what that is. When you buy a weighted blanket, you're just buying a hug. Oh my gosh, that's so cute. Yeah. Um, we were going to have our children today. Yeah. Jake was going to come yeah, with Stephanie. Actually, I had people saying, oh, I can't wait for the I Jake know. Thanksgiving was show. to come with me. And Whoops. our kids are, you know what? I could say they're creeps, but they're not. They're too responsible. Because what is Jake doing? Jake's working. You guys, Jake's hauling trees. So if you want to go see some jolly fellas out at the uh, Otten Brothers, he uh, he's throwing people's, he's throwing trees on cars. He's delivering trees. He's all of a sudden Jake has tree tech, by the way. Like, of course, we ended up, he picked his from the lot and then stuck it on his car and brought it home. So he got to pick the tree by himself this year, first time. And he was like, okay, we need some warm water. And when you make the cut down here, make, you know, like all of a sudden he has tree tech. And I'm like, oh, okay. <laughs> Great. You're just, I love the, that. you're the tree guy now. Okay. I, uh, Ellie is working on her thesis, or so she says. <laughs> She's at Holidazzle. She did go to Holidazzle (laughs) last night. I do know that, but she's got to make some presentation on Monday. It's early morning to come on the radio when that's not your job. Let's be clear. And I can, you know, do it some other time. I'm like, it's fine. Don't worry. No, we're good. Um, But yeah, so our kids are sucky, responsible humans. I think it's fair to say. Yeah, sure. Um, But Hope is here, our producer, which we appreciate. Hope, thank you. Thanks for working all the holidays. Of course. Um, and we are here and we're going to break down the feasts. Uh, we're going to tell you about my feast. We're going to tell you about Stephanie's feast. Mm-hmm. We have a lot of small business Saturday news. Truth, true. Oh. Hey, I did put a little note up on the Facebooks, you guys, uh, about that it's your turn to brag. 
And uh, oh. so I have, what was your biggest win of Thanksgiving? And I love you all who are putting pictures on your comments. Yes. So we are getting, you know, we've got some sous vide turkey action. Ooh. We've got a beautiful pan of corn pudding from Becky. Uh, Lisa has got her husband smoked turkey on there. So keep them up, kiddos. Keep them up. I'm just going to tell you, too, that I think that the code word for this Thanksgiving was spatchcock. Everyone and their mother was yeah, talking right. about their spatchcocking of the it's turkey. Like, it's, it's like made the mainstream. Yeah. It's like, it's like fully, fully made the mainstream. And it's not a, a bad word to say because it's very fun to say spatchcock. Yeah. So yeah. I think people... Say it 10 times more than they need to when they say spatchcock. Yeah. <laughs> you sent it to me. I'm like, you're like, I showed you a picture of my turkey and you're like, spatchcock. I'm like, no, it's not. <laughs> it's actually broken into five pieces. Yes. Oh, is that what? See, I didn't even put that together. Yeah, I like, but I, it was on two trays and you were like, spatchcock. No. <laughs> nope. That's not it. That wasn't it. Um, My friend who came over for Thanksgiving, her neighbor, Jane, who's like in her 70s, couldn't find her meat thermometer and called her on Thanksgiving. <laughs> was like, do you have a meat thermometer I can borrow? So she goes over to bring Jane the meat thermometer and Jane is all excited. And she's like, oh, here's the meat thermometer. And Jane's like, you just have to see this. You just have to see this. She opens up the oven and she's like, look, I spatchcocked the turkey. Oh my God. <laughs> and she's like, when it's re- reached the zeitgeist of 72-year-old Jane. Yes, yes. It has jumped the shark, maybe. Yeah, we have moved so into... Next year, so now it's like, you know how the wet brine was everything and then everyone was like, oh yeah, you you must wet brine your turkey, you know, and then, and then all of a sudden now it's like back to dry brine, which is kind of the original brine in my mind. And then now we're going to have this spatchcocking for maybe another year or so, and then we'll go back to no whole roasting the bird is it. Or it'll be sous vide or something yeah, else. Yeah, in I mean, air frying it. Oh God, no, please. <laughs> um, that is really funny. But so yours, you had a good feast. It worked out. You had two feasts, technically. Two feasts. Um, the feast with my sister was the first feast, and she doesn't really listen to the show very much, and she's not a great cook. But she happened to listen to the Thanksgiving show, and she heard every word Lynn Rosetto Casper said. Oh, geez. And she, like, played it back. Like, over and over on loop. sure that she got the timing right, the temperature right. She put the baking powder on the bird. Wow. And her bird was fantastic. Excellent. And you know what I think made it so good? What? It rested for, like, an hour and a half because yeah. someone was running late because yeah. their hockey game went late. Yeah. And it just was so good. And you didn't dry out. So no. you had it tented or whatever. And 18 people, you know, that is a lot of people to cook for. Yeah. But we had creamed corn. We had, I made a ton of gravy in advance. Yeah. And then we just heated it up and made more gravy on top of the gravy I'd already made. Yeah. We had the mashed potatoes in the Instant Pot. Like the only bad thing, and it wasn't bad, but the pies were from Baker Square. So I didn't even eat them. I was like, I'm not wasting my calories Pass. on that. Um, but yeah, that Thanksgiving was really fun. It was just short, but you know what the best part is? My sister who I love dearly, she's in Colorado. She won't be able to hear me. She's always like so stressed out, so busy. She's a partner in a law firm. Her husband travels. They have two small kids and tons of sports. She never says no to anything. You know, she's just always going 110 miles an hour. And somehow we landed on that this giant event would happen at her house. Yeah. Which was dumb. And I tried to talk her out of it, but she was like, your house is too small. Yeah. When you need the space and, you know. And, and she ended up, she said that was like the best Thanksgiving ever. Because I made everybody bring stuff. Yeah. I didn't try to do it all myself. Good for her. We did have regular plates. So there was a lot of dishes to do. 
but it happened early. Like we met at two o'clock. Everybody was gone by six thirty. Then they decorated their house for Christmas, and then she was able to get out of town. Yeah. That's so, a pretty good thing. Yeah, she's like, I just really enjoyed it. And we decorated our whole house for Christmas that night. We put up the tree. The kids were great. She said the only bad part was we had um, school day the next day. Oh, so the kids right. oh. were, because we had it last Sunday. I forgot you did it on so Sunday. So then on Monday, everyone was like, yeah. But that was at Thanksgiving. I want to tell you, I like my turkey was the best ever. Really? Best ever. I bought the natural turkey from Ferndale Farms. Yep. Golden Fig. I've always just bought a grocery store turkey because a lot of times we're traveling and we just grab the butterball. So Lori Kroll talked me into brining it, wet brining it. I'd never done that before. Oh, you've never done that? No. So I got my cooler. I put my bag in there. I bought the salt from her, put it in, wet brined it. The next day I let it dry out for an hour. I went and took a spinning class while the turkey was drying out, came back. I used a different kind of stuffing. I usually use Pepperidge Farms, but I used Brownberry. I went to the smallest grocery store I could to buy all the provisions because I went the night of the snowpocalypse. Oh, really? And it was just crazy everywhere. So I went to like my neighborhood little grocery store. It was great. Everything turned out great. The Instant Pot is... Wait, let's go back to turkey. Let's cover turkey for a moment. Okay, okay. so you dry brined it. Dry brined it. I'm sorry, you wet brined it. Wet brined it, let it dry out for an hour, rubbed it with baking powder, salt, and thyme. You did that. I did. And I really feel like it made a huge difference. Even like... it, So it's in the oven then, and it's roasting, right? Because it's at 350. And we had a 17-pound turkey, which is one of the biggest turkeys I've ever cooked. Yeah. And... It, the skin was just golden. And then there were parts where you could tell it was like kind of white still. Because uh-huh. maybe I used a little bit too much baking powder. But by this time, it was already very brown. Yeah. So then I just basted. Yeah. To get that rid of that. And mm-hmm. someone said, what's the difference between baking powder and baking soda? The baking soda has a metallic taste. That's why you well, there's use a baking agent. powder. Yeah. Um, it's a different, yeah, mix. Um, well, okay. Did it's? I thought she said baking powder. Wait, soda. It sh- I used baking powder. Yeah. She said baking powder because my sister listened three times. Three times, okay. Because I was like, are you sure it's not soda? So the crispy skin was important for and you. And that's a real thing. Yeah. Well, yeah. No, I know it's a real thing. I, I think she the, made it up. <laughs> my favorite part of the whole turkey is the dressing neck flap. So you lift up that neck flap and you put dressing underneath. And you get like two cups of this mound of dressing with that super crispy turkey flap over it. Yeah, because it's been basted in the fat. Oh, that's That's my favorite part of the whole turkey. Okay, well, let's take a break. Let's take a break and I'm going to tell you about my turkey when we come back. Yes, you're listening to The Weekly Dish presented by El Burrito Mercado. Our friend Melissa will be here today in hour two. We can't wait to talk with her. We'll be back. Hey everybody, welcome back to Weekly Dish. Thanks for hanging with us on this post-feast show. We're kind of breaking down the, uh, we're we're kind of breaking down the feasts. We're not really talking about it. So your turkey, you loved it. It was great. My turkey was just, I think my turkey was great too. It was kind of a win, but I'm going to tell you that I had a 20 pound Larry Schultz organic bird by accident because they didn't order enough of the big Ferndale ones at my co-op. And so I got a Larry Schultz. I mean, it was more expensive, which I kind of, you know, was like, eh, I don't know if it was worth it. That extra dollar fifty a pound actually quite or whatever it was. But I did. It was a beautiful bird and it was delicious. And it was people were like, wow, the turkey was really good. And we just I basically uh, dry brined it, you know, rubbed yep. it with salt and pepper and rosemary and thyme. And that's it. And See, then- I think 
you could add the baking powder step to your dry brine. But here's the thing. I don't care about the skin. Nobody at my table seems to Ooh, care about the skin. Yum. So I know. And I mean, but this is the thing is like, we all have these different tables and it's really funny to me how people can't understand why someone else does. And I'm like, yeah, we all have different freaking families, you know? Um, but I, it's just because we cut it up and it's fine. And I'm not saying, but they douse it in gravy anyway. So that's sort of, I don't know. But the big thing was, is I cut it apart. I did the whole Bon Appetit thing of cutting it apart to see if it would take. Because when you have that big of a bird, the biggest fear is that it's not going to be done. Right. That everything else will be done. And you'll be like, oh, my God, we still have an hour left on that bird. And so spatchcocking it like I did last year worked out really, really well. I remember that. But I sort of was like, well, they're talking about cutting it into these pieces and that should make it even go faster. And I was like, dang, all right, let's do it. And because I do take mine out and let it sit for an hour, I plan for it because I don't need hot turkey on the table in my mind. So uh, I, I have to tell you that the hardest thing I did all weekend long was butchering that damn bird. The slippery giant 20 pounds of raw meat was not easy to cut apart. And like, not to be graphic and gross, gang, but you have to break the bones. You know what I mean? Like you have to like take the legs out and you have to like pull them back. Yep. When it's a big bird that's almost as big as my torso, <laughs> like I, I had to like get in there with my elbows and like literally wedge. work. Yeah, it was. I needed. <laughs> I needed a wedge, and it was. It was weird how hard that was, but it was. And then harder than spatchcocking where you is. just cut down the middle. You cut the down the back. But then for this part, you have the breast, sort of the dome. After you cut the wings and the legs off, you kind of have the cavity left and you spatchcock it. Anyway, you take the, at least you take the backbone out. And that was really hard once I didn't have the rest of the bird to sort of use. Uh huh. And so that's why I was like, oh, I should have done that first and then cut the other stuff off. So here's my other thing. For Bon Appetit, for the fact that they made such a big deal out of their turkey this year, right? They made videos about choosing the right bird. They had all of their like kitchen staff doing all this stuff. They have zero videos on how to actually butcher the bird. Like, there's right, nothing. because you went to look. I was like, okay, I started cutting the leg and I was like, wait a minute. I remember how I did, <laughs> I know how to butcher a bird, but like, is there something different I should be doing A with a turkey and B with like a 20 pound bird? And so I went in and I, I searched for 25 minutes on their site for, and there's nothing. And their big thing is butchered apart. It makes it so much easier, but zero, that is zero surprising. chat about that. Yeah. And I sent them a long email about it. <laughs> I'm just going to tell you the feedback was real. Cause I thought that was like most people know. I mean, like you can have your dry brine and your wet brine discussions and that's good. But in the end, people are going to, you're only going to be one source for them normally. They're going to be, there's a lot of consideration, but no one, they weren't teaching one, like the most important part. I right. think which most people don't know how to break down a bird. No. I, I and, did a chicken with you and learned. Yes. And I've done it like a few times since. Yeah. But the last time I did it, it was ugly. And they said their big thing was like, oh, just ask your butcher. I was like, you know what? That's lazy. That is lazy to say, just ask your butcher to do it. I thought that was... For I a food that, magazine, it is. I thought that was. And I also thought, here's another thing, because you are online, like, fine, you have your print thing, but really, you judged it up online. They had a house party. They did video. They have a half hour video just on picking the turkey, which I did not watch the whole thing because I was already annoyed at them. But they, what's interesting to me is that they didn't like, if you have online resources to be able to do that much stuff, also don't just do something for a 12 pound bird. Like a 12 pound bird is great, but then do a bigger one and a smaller one as sort of like showing the differences on how you handle things. See, this is why you're a magazine editor because you think like a magazine editor. Like the service was lacking. Like your service package was lacking. So there it is on that. 
But that was it. But anyway, so my, the bird quick, cooked fast, like faster than I thought, because because everything was timed on theirs for like a 12 to 14er. And they said an hour, an hour and a half. And I had a 20 pounder. I was kind of like, all right, so it's a little bit it's a little bit under twice, you know, so I thought it was going to be like a three, two and a half hour. It was done in two hours. It was done. It was great. And was your other stuff ready? It was all good. Well, I t- pulled it out. Because then you have to pull the turkey out, and then you have then I have one hour of oven time now. Yeah, because that's the weird part too. Yeah, so like, like you go the bird the goes, turkey so, fills the whole oven, right? So I had my morning my my oven started at eight thirty at four hundred, and I was like boom, and it did not shut off until six o'clock, five o'clock, and so it was like because I had all the roasting, I did the yep. potatoes, I roasted the potatoes instead of boiling them this year, which was a great idea, and. Um, and I did that and then I did like, I roasted my vegetables. I did my stuffing, you know, I got it set so that I could just crisp it at the end. So I did all that. And then the oven was free at, you know, two o'clock, stuck the bird in, got it done. And then that was it for the oven. So then I had to do like salad prepping and everything else. And then once the bird came out, then I put the other dishes back in to kind of do their final crisping or the gratin had to, you know, cheese it up. And then I was, and it was, and then by the time that those were ready to come out, the bird had rested. We carved it. It was a, it was a dance. It was a perfectly timed dance. I have a question about this roasting of potatoes situation. Okay, you roasted potatoes and then you mashed them. Yeah, I weren't didn't they them. like Mm-mm, fluffy as all get out? Really? Yeah. Because don't the skins get tough? No, they get crispy. So what I did was I roasted. I have russets. I did russets because russets are my family's yep. favorites. They don't like the Yukon gold. They feel like those are too gummy. And so I roasted a whole five pounds of russets. I pulled them out like an hour. I get did you cut them and roast them no, or just whole? whole? Okay. And then I what I do is I use my welding glove and I sliced them in half. And I took a spoon and I literally Got scooped it. them out. I didn't have to peel. I didn't sit there and try to like yeah. pull off little things. They were so perfectly like husked almost. It dries them out. Yep. And I just scooped them out and I threw them into a thing. I threw in the milk. I, th- I threw in heated milk, butter, and garlic and thyme. And then I stuck them in my my Dutch oven and I stuck them outside when it was time. When the turkey came out, the oven, the mashed potatoes went on the stove on a low heat with a little bit more cream and stirred around. And that was it. I have to say the Instant Pot mashed potato situation is life changing for me. Because it's one less thing in your oven, one less thing you have on the top of the stove yeah. when you're putting things. It's just it. I've done it twice now, and I'll never do it again any other way. And I think that I was, and I, I specifically didn't do the instant pot this year because I don't have the counter space. And I remember last year getting very upset about getting having to do my potatoes when I needed to do them. Right, and that's why I did them early this year because I thought if I can take that out of the mix at that crucial time then that will free up a ton of space yeah and it did and so i don't know if i think i won't ever do them in the instant pot because i wasn't there was nothing different for that like it didn't it didn't save me space or time yeah but if it did and to keep them warm too because i i did them like two hours in advance yeah and i just left the top on yeah and and so then they and did you have it plugged in and it stayed warm i just it? had it plugged in and yeah. keep warm that there's a feature just keep warm yeah and they were plenty good. That's great. Yeah. Yeah. I might do that for another occasion. Just not when there's too, there's so much stuff already yeah. on my, I don't have that much counter space. So that's my bigger problem too. I'm going to make short ribs on Sunday and I think I'm going to do them again. Oh, good. Cause oh, God, yeah. short ribs with mashed potatoes. Yum. Um, I have to shout out to the, I have to talk about the hipster carrots. Because yeah, you those do. were so amazing. And then I had a fail I got to tell you about. Oh my God. Okay. <laughs> well, should we take a break and come back for that? Sure. Okay.
Let's do that. We're, who are we? We're the weekly dish. <laughs> Where are we? It's Thanksgiving. Yeah. We are recovering. We're talking about the wins, the losses, the, the features, the fails. Uh, we're going to be talking about Small Business Saturday. We're going to have Melissa Diaz come on and talk about El Burrito and the catering options. We'll be right back. Hey, everybody. Welcome back to Weekly Dish. We are continuing with our breakdown of the feast. You have to tell me about your fail. Okay, I had a fail before you get to your hipster carrots. Okay. And it's not like a total fail, but the whole Thanksgiving meal was really just excellent. It yeah. really just came together. We were with a small group of nine, very intimate, a lot of our older friends, So it was just really nice to spend time with them. The fail was that night at like 1030, Kurt's rooting around for a sandwich. And I've, I bought to go containers. So I sent everybody home with food. I did not want any leftover food. Yeah. I left a little bit of dressing and some turkey for Kurt. And he ate his first sandwich and then he was going for the second. And he was like, is there any more mayonnaise? Oh my God. Fail number one. Oh I did my not God. have enough mayonnaise. I bought an extra mayonnaise okay. just in case. I forgot. Fail number two. I didn't leave enough dressing for sandwich number two. Oh. And I was like, oh, I'm sorry. It's gone. Like I gave it all away. That night at like 4.30 in the morning, I woke up and I was like, oh my God, there's more dressing in the oven oh. and it's still in there. <laughs> oh my God. I could like smell it. Yeah. So I get up at 4.30, I go down there, sure enough, my oven is still on, and there is dressing, and it was on super low heat, because I had already cooked it, and it was just staying in there to stay warm. Yeah. So at 300 degrees, there was the dressing, second round of it, that had cooked all night long. Wow. Which, Kurt ate, by the way. Of course. I pulled it out, I left it just right on the top of the stove. And then last night he was like, do you think that dressing's okay to eat? I kind of don't think it is, by the way. <laughs> well, he microwaved there, it. Because it was egg? And was there any sausage in it? No sausage. Okay. There was cooked egg. Okay. Um, And there was a little chicken livers. So he <laughs> cooked it in the microwave and then put a thermometer in there to take its temperature to make sure. That it and had- yeah. So far, he's still alive and well, and okay. that was it last night. I know. You know what? There was one uh, hunk of chur- uh, turkey that got roasted, a big the big backbone. We roasted, you know, so that we could then get some of the stuff for the gravy. Mm-hmm. Um, and that sat out for a little bit longer than I wanted to, For but I dumped it in the stock, and I was like, eh, it's going to be fine. I'm cooking the stock for seven hours, you know? Yeah. So I was like, there's no chance any bacteria is... Li- I mean... People, you're going to send us emails, and I'm sure Lynn Rosetta would freak. Remember how she was like, don't eat the stuff sitting out. I kept thinking about her and the story about the woman who tied the dog to the oven door, and then the dog pulled the door off. Yeah. That was hilarious. I know. I can only imagine what that must have been. That would have been like pizza and egg rolls. Yeah. Uh, my God. Okay, well, the hipster carrots, I have to tell you, was like kind of the big win, because that was like my most conceptual piece of the dinner. And it was... um. It was, you know, because hipster carrots every year, it doesn't matter what they are. They just have to be in some form. And we realized last year we did mint and ricotta. And then the year before, oh, it had been hassle. Or no, the Harissa ones had been the two years ago. So we were talking about it. And I just thought putting them in this little puff pastry volivance was kind of brilliant. But it also let, like, the kids have something to do. Like, they got to, I made the volivance the night before, the puff pastry, which, by the way, if you just, I know that you can buy pastry shells, you know, from Pepperidge Farm, and they're already cut in these beautiful ways, but, like, they're too perfect. (laughs) You know, they're too, 
That's not what I wanted. I wanted a little bit of craggy. I wanted some awkward shapes and stuff, reality. And so just if you're wanting to make these little cups, though, because I'm going to make them again and fill them with like, like instead of chicken pot pie, like in that way, I might make some more and do turkey pot pie in the cups like that. So you just take puff pastry and you lay it out. It has to be almost frozen. Like it's just as long as you can unfold your puff pastry and then you wash it with an egg wash and then you take a a round circle and you cut a bunch of circles and you lay two on top of each other and then you cut another one like in the middle and, you know, to make a hole in the top of the one, but you put it back. So you, you know, you just want to make sure that it's like a cut in there and then you stick them in the oven at 400 and they puff up and then you take the middle out and it just comes out really easily. So you have the layer, you have one layer and two layer, yeah, and then you cut the middle. Well, I was cutting the middle before, and I was making the donut, but then putting the donut back in, and then putting it on top of the second. So it's a solid bottom, yep. and then a donut second layer, and then the third the, piece is the whole of the donut yeah, that's yeah. laid back in. And that's in. go Got back it. in. So it should be... It should, I wondered how you did those. Yeah, and they just puffed up really, and they and they and and you shouldn't manhandle them too much, you know what I mean? Because the more you touch them, the more that they go... They don't rise equally, which was fine for me because I loved the kind of idea of having it look from the side. But then I was trying to figure out what to fill it with. And I we did we ended up doing a whipped ricotta and feta mix. And then because I found a recipe for uh, roasted carrot, like a pizza almost. And I was like, well, this is kind of the same idea. And so I did that and we just roasted the carrots. We I mandolined the carrots first. And then I roasted them with olive oil just to get them pliable. And then the kids just wound them around like little rosettes and then got to decorate them with whatever herbs they pulled out of the kitchen. And when you ate it, because it looked beautiful. Yeah. Like, how big was it? Because it, was it too big? Well, it was a picking it up situation. Got it. So you did, you could knife and fork it for sure. But I think most of us at the table ended up picking it up. It was like, you know... Like a bigger meatball size. Yeah, is what that's what it looked like. And so you pick it up and we just kind of bit into it and it was just all the right things. And did it taste delicious? Yeah, and it was cold too. You know what I mean? So it was like, or it was room temp. So yeah. it was kind of like, you don't have to worry about it. Like we'd done it, we'd set them on the platter and then they were done. They looked really pretty. They were pretty and they're, it's kind of a center. And I feel like you can, you know, and I did copy uh, Quince Catering, you know, uh, Brooke is, uh, the Faudry is one of the women whose Instagram I saw was squash. And she did ro- roasted squash and caramelized onions and goat cheese in hers. And I was like, oh, that Yum. looks amazing. Right? So that's a good thing. Yeah, that's a delicious thing. I know. Was that um, one of my other, like, big successes? Yeah. And this is just a dumb recipe, but it's so easy and there's a lot of entertaining coming up, so I will share it with you. You just cut the top off of like brie or camembert. Yeah. And then you microwave it for like 40 minutes or excuse me, 40 seconds, 40 to 50. So it's not running, but it's softer. Yeah. And then you put sauteed sun-dried tomatoes in oil with some garlic and just heat that up. And then you put some sliced almonds and butter Hmm. and toast those. The warm brie thing I think is great. I think so many people do it like too much like what you're saying is it has to not be it still you, has to have its form Yeah, you can't have it be this runny thing because it gets no. it runs and gets cold and then it's gelatinous and, and it separates weird. yeah it's too weird yeah so it's just like it's there it's it's just where it's warm but not running and do you ever put like the pepper jelly thing people do a lot of that you know I'm i do like the way that tastes but i don't ever do it yeah i don't i i, I may have like a swipe of it and be like oh and then i'm like no i put pepper jelly most likely on goat cheese Oh, really? Yeah, because I think that's a good combination. Have you ever done the brie en croute? Yes. Like with the puff pastry yes. thing? That's kind of fun, too. But again, 
I don't know. It gets like, it's hard when things are sitting out. Like, I think we're walking into open house season, right? We're walking into a space of celebrating where you're like, just put some stuff out and people will come and go. And I always feel bad for the midway people who are like, oh, well, that's, yeah, look at that. Like, the Rush Creek Reserve that we bought was hollowed out by the time, like, I was even having a moment to look at the cheese platter. I was like, oh, there's zero Rush Creek Reserve left. I got mine for Christmas. I'm so excited. You're going to save it it for Christmas. I don't know what don't I'm going to do with you it. Can. <laughs> I have it though. I and hope I'm you like, eat it before then. I don't know if it's going to keep that long. It'll keep it's Yeah, it'll keep a month. Really? Yeah. Um, maybe I, what I usually do is give it away as a gift. Yeah. And I might give it to my friends, Miles and Sue, and then we're spending New Year's Eve with them at the farm this year. So yeah, okay. we'll probably end up eating it there. Here's my other big Thanksgiving, just like. Just drink champagne with your turkey. Oh, do yeah. not even like I had all this Pinot. Which was fine, and my guests drank it. Yeah. I drank champagne the entire day. Yeah, it was magic. Yeah, I'm with and you. it made it like the, we had these creamed onions this year. Yeah, which actually I'm going to put the recipe in um, up on the Facebook page because I think that that like tied everything together in a way that was so delicious. And then with that champagne, I was like, yeah, okay, I want these with biting. prime rib too. Perfect. Oh yeah. God, yes, perfect. It was just. That's an excellent idea. And it made like the peas have a little something Uh and the carrots had a little something. I don't know. That magic on my plate was really good. I was like, I think that's a palate enhancer on your case. And then everybody left. Like the the older people, our older guests left. And then we sat around for another hour and a half, finished the champagne, told stories, and then got into like the rum drinks and the the stuff on the rocks as it yeah. were <laughs> the hard yeah. liquor it yeah. was so fun yeah we were you know it was uh i think it went too fast like i barely remember it this yeah. is the weird thing is like everything happened and then i remember at one point my mom's like there are no wine glasses on the table and i was like there aren't <laughs> and it's we'd all had been cocktailing and you know because ryan makes this great hooch you know he's kind of the that's his thing is making the pre-cocktail and so it was sort of like I we also had our hooch glasses and we'd already cracked into the Emily beforehand and this bubbles earlier. So I was like, oh, and I looked at everybody. I'm like, nobody got wine glasses out. And because now I'm used to the kids all knowing what to do. Like my adult children, they know how to do the dance. Right. So they're like, like, I didn't have to put butter on the table. Somebody put butter on a piece of pl- on a plate and put it with a small knife on the table like somebody else like they already kn- they found the gravy boat that's so nice they, i know the dance this year was amazing because they all knew what their jobs are matt was on coffee by the time we were done matt was already making the coffee Will like you tell our listeners about the emily oh the emily i mean i feel like all i do is like i'm in the church of people emily starting in, in november and people forget yeah well the, em- the emily is just the perfect feast wine and actually it's the perfect dinner wine because it is not a pink it's not a white it's not a red it's right in the beautiful middle of it and it's from Longmore Estates and it's called the Emily and it's got this it's 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 sort of an it's not an orange wine because I don't want to say that and most people think it's a rosé but it is um it's basically a Chardonnay I feel like it's a Oh God! When you when you by the way when you Google the Emily you get the Emily program and that yeah, is not I saw that what we're doing and um, there's a woman whose name is Emily Longmore and her obituary comes oh. up okay it's the Long Ridge Estate <laughs> wine estate and it's <laughs> but it's got a lot of s the be, the best part about it is it's sweet it's not sweet it's got 
floral notes to it, but it has a well-balanced acidity, which makes it good for food. Because that's the other thing with like lighter pink wines. You lose them in a rich dish, in a rich eating like this. And this is what I love about it. It's a Chardonnay Pinot Noir white wine. And is it bubbly? No. Okay. No, no, no. It is not at all. It's just a beautiful, it's got a little bit of metallic and it's got light and fruitiness, but then it comes in with that acidity that makes it easy for eating. And if you go, I mean, my God, we had a huge one. You know, we had like the big giant, whatever, I don't even know what milliliters it was, the big giant magnum of it for uh, 20 bucks, I think at, at, uh, Woo, yeah, a I magnum. I love a magnum. <sighs> At like said, liquors in Long Lake. That's what I was going to say. So anyway, the Emily to me is like, if you don't want to buy two bottles of like a red, you don't know which red, you yep. don't know which right, then get the Emily and it'll kind of sit on your table. All right. Hope's going to post a link to that on our Facebook page. And when we talk about the creamed onions, we'll put that up there too. I just have to make sure I have it on here somewhere. Oh, yeah. It's actually in the moral of the story, but, you know, creamed onions yeah. brought everything together. Okay. All right. We're going to take a break. And when we come back, ask Stephanie a portion of the show. You can tell us your wins and losses. Yeah, you it's can, a brag line today, kids. Any social or, excuse me, small business Saturday news or any places you want to talk about, 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls live on the air. And please call us because it's always fun to talk to you. 651-641-1071. We'll be right back. Dang it, Beebs and Mariah. Six five one six four one one zero seven one. We have the Ask Stephanie portion of the show. Well, we will take your calls and your questions. I might need a little burn advice because I did get a little burn on my hand. Oh, did you? One of those weird, painful little burns. Yeah, I have a burn blister, but I didn't cut my hand for the first time. I think think the first year I did not slice part of my digits. Yeah, I think a little burn is part of the holiday business. All right, Gail has something on the line that she would like to share with us. You can call in 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls live on the air and answer your questions. Hi, Gail. Hi, how are you guys? Good. What are you doing today, Gail? Well, I am at Simply Jane Studio. It's a nonprofit art studio in southwest Minneapolis. We're off of Nicollet, 5411 Nicollet. Okay. And we are um, a nonprofit studio. We offer people to come in, just drop in and paint. We have a bunch of ornaments. I mean, there's nothing better than a handmade gift for sure. family, right? Fun. <laughs> so, yeah, we, we do that, and then we do a community outreach um, because that supports us to be able to go to rest homes and paint with people. And oh, that's nice, Gail. Yeah. That's awesome. We say, have babies and stuff. So we would love you to come down today and Say the name of the out. place one more time. It's Simply Jane Studio. Okay. At 5411 Nicollet. And it's a $5 studio fee plus whatever you choose to paint. Awesome. So Thank reasonable. you, Gail. That's so nice. 651-641-1071. We'll take your calls. We have a little bit of a note from our Molly Herman to let you know that uh, the Kitchen in the Market is having a garage-ish sale okay. next Friday and Saturday from 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. You know, they are closing up shop, and so they are getting rid of gently used kitchen cooking and entertaining items, which I think is a great deal. So 10 a.m. to 5 p.m. next Friday and Saturday. 651-641-1071. This is kind of the year for me of the vintage and the used Christmas. (laughs) I have a lot of things I'm regifting. Oh, I have some art I'm regifting. I got Ellie. I went to Succotash, which is one of our favorite retro stores. Yep, right around the block. And uh, I got four little Schmidt beer glasses oh. for her that I'm going to give her. I'm going to re-gift some clothing. To her? 
or just, just everyone <laughs> like that you've worn? <laughs> well, I went through and Marie condoed my closet. And so I've, you know, got a lot of things. And you're going to re-gift clothing. I am. I'm huh. re-gifting cookbooks from the cookbook swap. That's different. I feel like that's different. I just feel weird about <laughs> No, I'm just... And I got other gifts, too, but it's going to be a, just... Ah, this is the sweater I wore last year. My husband has a pair of shoes that he's uh, can't fit into anymore, and he's only worn them, like, once, so we're giving those to my brother-in-law. Like, we're just... Okay. And we're giving just lots of things. I'm supporting. I'm yes. supportive of, of, of clearing out. I just throw it all at the Goodwill because I feel like... Uh, that's just easier for me than to try to like wrap things up and give right. them to people. But I also don't have new things. Like I don't have enough. I am doing like a lot of. I I went through and found all the coats that like the kids no longer. You know, like old coats from when kids were kids. And I'm br- bringing those to the uh, to the dr- coat drives that are happening. A lot of people are doing coat drives, which is you nice. guys. And I have to tell you, my daughter's uh, girlfriend works at a local school and I won't say the name of it cause it's in kind of a impoverished neighborhood. But every day I hear about these fourth, fifth, sixth and seventh graders that are at the school that don't have coats. They don't have hats. They don't have mittens. Yeah. It's shocking how much she said that these kids just don't have one kid. Someone gave her a sweatshirt and she said he's worn it like so often that they're considering who's going to take it home and wash it for him. Oh. So if you have kids stuff or even your stuff that maybe could fit, you know, just make sure that you're doing the coat drives. Yeah, there's a lot of, and there's some coat drives happening at like bars and restaurants and they're giving you free things. So even if it's a thing where you want to go out and buy a couple newer coats and you know, giving them away, you know, you can go to like Marshall's and TJ Maxx and get a couple fresh new coats. Yep. And give those away. This is one of my deals from oh, yesterday, okay. but it's still on all weekend. And Christy Holty, who works here, turned me on to it. She texted me. You guys, Eddie Bauer has 50% off everything. It was Black Friday, but I checked before I came on the air today, and they're doing it today, too. This basically means you can get a nice coat for $39. Wow. And it's a warm coat. That's nice. I went... I bought Did coats you for everyone I know. Like people I don't even know, I bought coats. I could have bought a coat for you, Stephanie. <laughs> you, <laughs> I just, do not like, buy me a coat. I bought so many coats. Do not buy me a coat. And I just, it was such a pleasure. I love you, pleasure. but do not buy me a coat. Yeah, I had such a I good know. time buying coats. I know, and this is the thing about you. Coats, I totally, I get it. You like, I that love is, giving. You love shopping. I do. I don't love shopping. You I love, love shopping buying. for other people. You love buying for and then, other people, well, sure. not for myself. But it's the act too of giving of be, of like getting somebody something. Yes. Yeah. I love shopping That's for people, thing. and when mm-hmm. I see something that looks like them, I'm like, oh, that person would like this. I know. Um, our friend Leslie Miller sent me a coupon code for her favorite bag that she brings in, and I'm oh, always yeah. like, oh, I love that bag. Yeah. But I don't feel like I can buy things for myself at the holidays. So I bought it for someone else. There's a TV commercial where the woman's sitting and she goes, I secret Santa'd myself. And I was like, I love that. I never do that. that. Was I perfect. feel bad. You should secret Santa yourself. I know. But then I feel bad. Why? I don't know. I just feel like it's not the time to buy for yourself. Oh. So if you like something, buy it and figure out who in your life would like it too. Yeah. Or just give it to yourself. If you <laughs> give it, how about if you've, if you bought six things for other people, maybe one for yourself. Six for you, one, one for me. me. I don't think six, that's five, a five one six four one one zero seven one. Stephanie, here is a question that came in. Someone is looking for an affordable but delicious bottle of champagne. Everyone loves the Vouve Clicquot oh, yellow label, yeah, no. but it's more than what she would like to spend. Do you have any recommendations on champagnes in the twenty dollars and under range? 
Yeah. Well, I mean, I guess, you know, so if you have to go, it's, the question is really if you are thinking that it has to be actual champagne or if you're just looking for something that's a little bit bubbly and beautiful. Bubblies. Because there's the two bottles that I had yesterday or on Thanksgiving, which is the uh, Piazza Grande, which is a sparkling Lambrusco. It's pink. Yum. It's beautiful. It is delicious as all get out. But they also have a uh, they also have a, uh, a another one, which is a white one. And it's called the Emile. It's like Brut Emile, I think it is. Piazza Grande. Um, yeah. And so okay. that one is, and it's not expensive. I mean, it's like 12 bucks, really. Um, God, I can't find it. I'm sorry. I will find it. But that one to me is that those made by the same people as the Piazza Grande uh, Lambrusco and then the white one, which is called Emile. I just don't know what it is. Okay. Um, I, when Sit Better Leslie was here, um, she recommended a sparkling that I ended up buying quite a bit of to get me through the holidays. And it was, I think, about $20 a bottle. I'm going to see if I can find the label. Oh, there we go. It's close. We got the wrap up. When we come back, I will make sure to give you the name of it. I would also say the Rotor Estates. R O E D E R. How do Rotorer. you say it, Steph? Rotor. Rotor Estates. Their brute is dry and lovely as well. We're going to take a break and we'll be right back with the top two.